welcome to the podcast everybody i'm your host sometimes always forever the guest uh we're back with another polarized podcast episode uh it's a war of the worlds it's a movie that is polarizing according to rotten tomatoes uh the audiences and the critics disagree on all of the movies that we talk about here according to Rotten Tomatoes, and the one today is certified fresh 75% by the critics, a 42% by the audience. It came out 2005, sci-fi, adventure, a Spielberg movie. The worlds are warring each other. First it was stars, now it's worlds. What if it was War of the Stars? Have you seen that movie, War of the Stars? Revenge of the Sith? Uh, it's almost like if Yoda was talking about Star Wars, right? Star Wars, War of the... These War of the Stars. Uh, I would like the fellow king of this kingdom of polarization to join me in this discussion as soon as possible. Because I can't do that. this alone. I would never even try. I've never thought about it. But just to let you know, I would never do it. And so here he comes. Uh, to oh, save, yeah. To here, he's, he's coming. He's in the wings. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait a minute. About to be a, it's about to be a big old mess in here. Wait a minute. Give him a second. Uh, oh, yeah. That's all I need. It's me. <laughs> it's you. It's, it's the great Brandini. <laughs> it's, it's the great Very Brandini. There you Why? Hey, some say you are... don't need an introduction, but I like to give you a good one <laughs> because you deserve it. You deserve oh, it. Oh, thanks. Wow. You know what? And I appreciate that. Yeah. You shouldn't hey, take it as an insult. This man needs the greatest introduction ever. Whoa. Pump. Pump me up. Because you deserve it. I love it. I'll, My I'll... ego is going to just be so inflated. I'm going to blast off through the ceiling just blow a hole in the the roof of my apartment i've seen it happen i mean yeah there's another hole right before you came in too from something else but you just in my pants i don't know no i'm over it (laughs) this is weird anyways hey 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 hey, we are uh, speaking of halfway through uh we're definitely halfway through this summer we're doing i'm i'm pumped i'm i'm we're in the throes of it man it's um we're the throws we're of the, Augie Doggy, as one Scott Aki would say. Yeah, the Augie Doggy days of summer mm-hmm. are here. First record of August. How are we feeling? How's the summer going? <laughs> uh I I'm a I'm an Augie Doggy fan. I like moving into the transitional seasons. I like those trans- oh. transitional <laughs> seasons. Cool. I'm excited to transition into the next thing. <laughs> that, summer, that's weird because we live in an area where that doesn't exist at all. <laughs> Exactly. So when it does happen, it's pretty exciting. It is, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, it's uh, yeah, nice. It's summer, summer all all uh, all year round. It's uh, a lot of times, um, but huge. Otherwise, it's just uh, extra, extra hot. Uh, that's extra hot, extra yeah. toasty. That's how we have our sandwiches in our bodies during this time of year. I feel like it, it definitely affects me mentally. I feel like I almost, yeah. Like, <laughs> me too, take, man. Like, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just tired all like, the time. Uh, I guess I'll just like fall mm. asleep and wake up in a flop sweat. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yeah. That was <laughs> me last floppy. night, man. Oh, God. I, yeah. It's just been a lot of nights where, yeah, at least once or twice waking up being like, wow, I am a hot potato. <laughs> Big time. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And you're just, I don't know. I feel like a rotisserie chicken. I'm just all rolling over and just, oh. yeah. And yeah. It's uh, <laughs> toasty on the other side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, but you know yeah, how it goes. I'm fucking war of the worlds, man. I, I want to have uh, not just yeah. you, not just I, but it's an extra right. special but us. day today. Us and them together. Them mm-hmm. being the great Blarge is joining us today for yet another space ep. There's yes, a, a resident some, space advisor. Space, space in this. It's space is the general general yeah, sci-fi yeah so. yeah pop pop goes the weasel am i right bitches <laughs> yeah, yeah pop goes the weasel bitch <laughs> you said it man <laughs> pop goes the weasel bitch that's that's how we're feeling that's that's yeah, a large thing no large, that's brand TV we know but i'm just stealing it because i love it so much and oh, i think it's dirty dog it's very fitting for this episode i mean every episode the great large added again yes back Good to be Can't back. wait to talk some space. Good to have you. Yeah, yeah good to have some, you back. What was Spielberg? That? Like, what's what's some of your uh, Spielberg picks that like off, oh, off the top of your head that you that you love? Do this a tier list. He, right he now. does a right he does a little bit of sci-fi here and there. Is Dude, there literally my all-time favorite movie is Close Encounter of the Third. Yeah, same. It's like yeah. literally Dude, my favorite movie of all time. So God, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to bring that movie up too much because when you do, this movie looks even worse. I think we actually probably have to go back and check the record, but I'm pretty sure we say that's my favorite movie every time I'm on this podcast. Yeah, I'm check a, the record. Okay, check like, the record, folks. Where's the? All right, let's I wouldn't get be surprised. To the um, and yeah, we usually bring up like classic sci-fi movies on this podcast that are yeah. kind of hailed across the board as like being fantastic, and then we talk about mainly ones that uh, people disagree on here, which is interesting, but um, it's hard to have a complete resounding opinion on it when it is kind of caught in the weeds of uh, a lot of different opinions for, for different reasons. And this one I didn't mm. expect to be polarizing and, and we'll get into it as we go along, but I didn't expect this one to be uh, as disagreed upon as it is. Same. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I guess especially I don't... critics in favor. Uh, that's I know. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Oh, yeah. Cause we very surprising. Yeah, absolutely. Cause these big budget action movies is always, in the case where the audience loves it because it's fun you know yeah oh. yeah yeah like a lot of effects and uh spectacle and uh summer summer blockbuster and go see it in the in the movies and i remember doing that and uh i don't know there was a lot of reactions to everything and it was interesting even at the beginning a lot of humor in ways mm-hmm. that like the audience was reacting a, a lot too as well yeah. of, of just kind of the back and forth with this dis- dysfunctional sort of uh family yeah. and and uh and how they're how they're interacting with each other but yeah that surprised me um close encounters mm. is is hardcore hardcore classic we will not be talking about that's one we won't be yeah. talking about because it's a classic everyone loves it uh, <laughs> yeah. but i mean even a minority report i believe came up before this and yeah that, that's kind of where the relationship he's at there. In, in his his career um but mm. you know he's done like et in in the past as well um and he's, he's yeah he, and yeah of course close close encounters and um we'll we'll eventually do kingdom of the crystal skull sorry those are those are interdimensional beings those are not those are not <laughs> yes uh-huh. much as these are not necessary they are coming from above but they're 
Come as oh, above, so, so below. below. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. On guard. Don't you? Which one? Which one? I can't tell the difference between Blarge and Brandini. <laughs> I, I, I think that's Pop a, goes the weasel, bitch. Pop the, goes, goes the weasel, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like I, I like that subversion you know and it's done in in a way that's yeah it's uh this it's done in a spielbergian way like a lot of like a lot of stuff in this movie yeah obviously it, it all comes out in, yeah. in ways that set it apart from like other like alien invasion movies you know it's yeah. it's cool yeah. to see his take on it and especially when it's coming straight from a text um yeah. and and you guys saw saw this movie like when it came out Oh yeah, yeah. This oh, is a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. Good lord. This is a this big movie, deal, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's such a huge deal for us in our time in our or yeah, like yeah, came out in that time of our lives where you know, going to the movies was the big thing. We're not twenty one yet, we're not going to the bars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What I actually think is funny you guys whatever, decided the movies. Mm-hmm. you guys decided to do this one now because it's very topical considering the all these like congressional hearings that are going on. What's the oh, right? yeah. Actually, yeah. But it's like mm-hmm. it's the main one that happened totally by accident. Yeah. <laughs> no, we meant no, we knew. <laughs> I was like, no way. You guys got great. You got a great producer uh, over there at yeah, your no, podcast. We, you guys right. are, you know, you're you run a tight ship over there. So I know you guys. Were I'll tell them you said that. <laughs> Thank you. Please pass the message along. I'm not too familiar with what the actual hearing, like I don't know, was specifically about. I just know it's, generally it, what it was talked what's about. What's really but. funny is it's everything that's already been, I don't know. It seemed kind of to me underwhelming just because everything has already been more or less talked about. This was just like a place that's now on the record mm-hmm. where it's like, um, it's right. now Congress is taking this seriously, basically. And it's going to go through the ebbs and flow of Congress and there'll be like legislation and stuff that'll go in place now that'll affect like military stuff or whatever. Right. Like, I, that, I guess I specifically I don't really understand is like what is what is the like desired outcome from these hearings so, I, I get what you mean that there needs to be because that's I'm familiar with that process in a couple other sectors of um of like public sectors and whatnot of sure. like you need to establish like um terms and validate research and validate like you need to present the facts and then so once we have the facts and we can communicate effectively on what the facts uh like what this means here or what does you know x equals y whatever and then yeah. that way you can then formulate uh plans yeah. to either like fix that aid that do whatever so right. yeah i'm curious what the desired like goal is here the, to the just essential, for all of us to say aliens exist <laughs> or what kind of that's kind of the tlvr yeah. of it all and and it's really like just to give a little more okay. context so we you know to not take too much time we can get back into to the actual movie but like it's really they are they are just like it's a congressional committee that's basically being established and the desired outcomes from this committee are going to be like certain legislations or or things that are written into rules that are basically like allowing uh witnesses so like especially a lot of the people that are uh i don't really know what to call it like testifying it's not really testifying because it's just like a hearing it's like a committee Mm -hmm. like the people that were witnesses yeah that's fine are are a lot of like air force or like maybe pilots and a lot of that there there's a lot of bias that comes with like wanting to, to, to actually report something that you do see it can mm-hmm. come with like you know credibility issues with your job 
Like all of this Yeah, you seem like a crazy person to say that aliens exist. There's all this stigma to it. So one of the desired outcomes would be like, oh, now there's like rules and regulations where you have to report this. And there's stuff that's like document, like stuff that you have to fill Mm, out now. mm, Yeah, have a record of it. Exactly. And it's taken more seriously and it's documented more clearly. Cool. And that way it's just like more like, okay, these people can now feel more comfortable with seeing these things, reporting them. And like we can get to the bottom of like any more information. So it's like gotcha. that's kind of the PLDR of it all. I think okay. there's a lot more to it. There's like obviously more things, but that's like a big main thing of that they want to. Is there anything about that. burying uh, tripods underground? Yeah, what's the what's? <laughs> uh, so I'm now I'm like, what's the procedure really, there? And I'm worried about that again. TBD. TBD. They need to address that. I hope they address and so, that. You know, and and, Who and is, is that. Oh, sorry. What if the aliens well, are already just, here? That's kind of what happened in fucking the other movie we talked about tomorrow, where I feel like the aliens are already here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like tomorrow, the ice caps and shit, right? We do. God, we talked about that collectively together, right? That was a movie yeah, for right. us a long, long time ago. Man, yeah. yeah. With uh, JK, oh. with good old JK Sims. The aliens were inside the house uh, all along. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were in the polar ice caps, right? Is Correct. That, it's a, it's a like quick way to, you know, they melt and then the aliens come out, right? It's a quick way to yeah. just have aliens, you know, like not having to go through a lot of fluff. You can just be like, look, you know, we got that classic case of infested already here before we even got here. Yeah, you know? already here. Classic <laughs> case of already here. Aliens. Yeah, just I mean, really Marvel, it, like all the Cree and everything. It's just like, oh, they're, they're among us. They're among yeah, us. They they're are, shapeshifters. Yes. They are here. Body snatchers, if, if you will. Yeah, but, but that, so, so that what posits the, yeah, the fucking seismic sh- scientists or whatever. Don't know what they're doing. Why didn't they pick that shit up? Yeah. Yeah. But it, so what, one of the questions I was going to ask, and it relates to the very beginning of war of the worlds. Um, and it, it's basically about like who, well, I guess it's not, maybe it is jumping a little bit ahead of the, the game. Fine, go, for it. It's, go for it. It's when they, it's when Tom Cruise is seeing the, the lightning strike into the ground, uh-huh. right? Uh, being shown it. Uh, are you talking about that scene he's where standing in front of it, like he oh, he went? Oh, he's standing in front of it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, got like that he, long walk and, and talking situation all the way up buddies. until there. Yeah, him and his like yeah, very very New Yorkers, group. but he yeah. just does not have an accent and doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. I, so come one off of the things I wanted to ask ask you guys about that scene is: at what point are you guys getting the fuck out of there? Oh, almost immediate. Well, especially when it start. Okay, the the very specific point for me would be when yes. the ground starts to break. Okay. Okay. Good. Because there's a lot of I I wanted to think about that because there's before Tom Cruise actually starts running. Running. Yeah. There's People, a lot of time mm-hmm. that is like elapsing. The thing comes out of the ground like pretty slowly, relatively speaking. Oh yeah, because it's it, it it happens in phases, right? Like first everybody walks up into up in, up to the lightning bolt um like spot. Then yeah. it starts to break and then that's a circle. Then that circle gets bigger and breaks like snaps through a building. And then even at that point they he's just kind of backed up and backed up, but just can't take his eyes off the fact of what's going on and just is so enamored by you know, it this does, whole I thing going on. That he, shit, dude. I wouldn't even go near like, oh, the lightning striking like 27 times or whatever the the Robbie tells him. Let's he's run like, to in the same it. place. <laughs> like, we counted. And he's like, okay, okay you so stay Jay's, here. And he's like so mad about him taking the car. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go check it out and leave my kids alone. You know, whatever. Yeah. Wait, so is that your answer, James? Is you're not even going to go no, check man, it I'm out? I'm a baby. I'm, I'm kind of in that same 
already what I've seen is weird and I don't feel like I need to stick around. I'm like already probably going to decide. It is. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point too, because, okay, so let's talk about this, this part of the movie, because I like this part of the movie. Me too. I, I, I don't, I don't mind this part of the I movie at the all. I build up. Because it cranks yeah, too. exactly. In these movies, I like, it, it, like the disaster stuff. I have, totally. I am dreading as like, like the characters in the movie are dread, you know, dreading, you know, when they find out what's happening, but like the establishing the characters and getting like the glimpses of like something's off and all that buildup mm, is yep, so nice. Yep. And the cool thing is that's what all close encounters is essentially yeah. is just like essentially all of, the all whole of movie, those things, yeah. <laughs> which is why it's so great. And like nothing like, you know, besides little subtle just, nuances. And then all of a sudden uh-huh. the bandaids like ripped off and you're like, Oh shit, where this is real. Yeah. Or arrival right. is another good or, example yeah. of that. Arrival really. though kind of flips it, it flips it on its head in to a degree, but just does it mm-hmm. so much like with grace and effectiveness because the, with arrival, they do come, they come down immediately, but all of the tension is because I mean, to your guys's points too, like a part of the, you know, what's built into the discovery of this like cause of disaster is all the different approaches because it just makes your mind real and like how would i tackle this you know how would i you know pack up get ready get out of there prepare for this all of that stuff which is just a really you know fun enjoyable like thought experiment to be presented with which i uh really enjoy as well and yeah it's uh, fun that you just you know james you put uh close encounters that way because totally that is what that is that movie is and it's great for it because yeah, it's it's not even necessarily about what the aliens are, what they look like, or what they want. It's just how do we as human beings handle this situation if presented with it? And that's honestly more interesting than what the aliens are <laughs> like. Obviously, you could make the argument for both, but you get what I mean. Is like you you can make the argument that uh, our handling of it is far more interesting than whatever yeah. you know the aliens are bringing or what have you. So Wait, yeah, so- this is. Oh, sorry. I was oh, just no, going to no, ask you, you. Well, I was going to, I wanted you to clarify something, James, because you said you were talking about the buildup. Uh-huh. Um, like that's one part that you enjoyed. So was it like, was it like a pretty gradual? Do you think it like was very subtle and then it actually kind of was a rip the bandaid off moment? It's the Spielberg like stuff it was- where it's like the, you know, it reminds, reminds me of Jurassic Park with like, there's, there's some Jurassic Park in, in this movie in a couple of ways, but the, like the, even you know, when you see like the drops and stuff like on the um, in Jurassic Park when the dinosaur is coming, I feel like it's things like that. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think exactly what it was where even as he was going and as the, uh, you know, storm the storm first. was one thing and even representing the storm and the wind was like the clo- clothes on the laundry mm-hmm. line and uh-huh. everything was establishing uh-huh. the wind and that I like that. And even like just water spraying out of fire hydrants and things like that were practical effects that are very Spielberg Spielberg kind of stuff too. That was like incorporating that with um, some, some practical effects or sorry, with some uh, special or CG effects, which there's definitely a lot of in this too. Um, But what was specifically your question again? I guess just like all all those like, it's unnerving too that everybody's like outside looking at something and being so kind of unsettled collectively, which really just sets is such great mood, you know, mood setting. That's where it gets into very obviously this is inspired by the fallout from nine 11 and everything that happened in in New York with, with everyone uh, uh, taking that in and, and witnessing that as it was happening, like on the ground and, uh, the chaos that ensued, it just really sp- spoke to Spielberg dealing with that. 
um and all the dust and and shit and and everything i i, I think yeah just, mm, and that's a good point i didn't even think about that about the people dust the vapored people dust being on them being kind of like the dust of concrete and buildings from 9-11 everyone was yeah covered in dust after 9-11 you mm -hmm. see people that you know and and, and yeah. running away and and all all that stuff but i thought the yeah, the curiosity of the people in the crowd work within this movie was yeah, was really well done and and that's something that's difficult to do. Um and a lot of yeah, a lot of people in these in these crowd shots. Um, it just yeah, god, the movie just gets right into what the aliens look like and here they are and they're mean and you know, they're out to get everybody. Very I, clear, yeah. Extremely very clear. Um don't know if I love that, but I'm curious how you guys feel about the design of the tripod. Do you guys like it or have any strong feelings about it at all? The machine. The, like the, yeah, the way that the tripod yeah. looks like we could talk about the aliens too. Once we get there as well, the look yeah. of the look of them. But um, well, what did me, you think of the, to me, they're tied together. Cause I think, I think the yeah. similarly, yeah, the, you kind of mm -hmm. almost have to bring them up together. Cause the, I think the overall, design of the 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 ship or the the tripod itself was accurate in a way to this story and it, him very clearly wanting it to be a tripod of some kind um i thought it was imposing i thought it was it was scary how it was used and the sounds that it made and it's uh, yeah, sure. and like its old tendrils and tentacles and stuff um i think it, i think it's kind of funny how like the actual aliens are also tripods I think uh -huh, that's yeah, kind of right. funny because it's like I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of us like by bipod, bipedal creatures. Just it's it like a, making a mech suit. That's exactly right? what I was gonna say. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. making, making a mech suit. Yeah, so you're like tweets around, but I just thought it was funny. They're just yeah, like no, obviously like, this is like the that. most <laughs> yeah, this is the best structure in existence. So why not just make it larger and made out of you know uh -huh. not yeah metal or whatever? I I just I don't really love you know the um the tendrils like that kind of fluidity you know the way that the um uh whatever type of tendril that is that is the laser beam thing i don't know if i really love that because i i'm trying to th articulate it where i'm just thinking about like in independence day or in like a james cameron type of way where I, I don't know if I because it's so CG. I just I kind of wish that it was like a part of the machine that would be like a laser would come down on, you know, hanging from it and shooting out. And it's not so much like these CG kind of flowy arms or whatever. Clunky. It was kind of clunky. That was going to be my critique of the tripod is it seemed like there was a lot of gadgets like it has. Like you said, you mentioned there's like laser tentacles. There's actual like the three legs. And right. then there's like in the other scenes where they're like later in the movie, they're like going through and actually picking people up. There's like, you know, dozens and dozens of them. And those seem just like little mini arms. So uh -huh. it's like this whole. Are they two different types of things, too? Because I just I don't remember seeing the cages, which children could easily fall out of. It's not like the, <laughs> you know, they're like tight metal, like latticing that's really holding them in there. I mean, if you just kind of like. You don't think sure. I, it's not ideal to just drop a child from a, I don't know a fucking 10 15 story have, building essentially it was, it was like, surprising it was like little baskets yeah rather than you don't think they have like alien uh 
intercoms in those cages that are like, welcome to the alien tripod. <laughs> I would Please love, oh. keep a hold of uh, your children as they may slip through. <laughs> it would behoove them to inside the vehicle at all times. And be careful. Someone will be with you to mutilate you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> when we were about to uh. pick someone, we'll tilt it over just a little bit so there's no escape for any of you. <laughs> And I really hope Tom Cruise isn't in any of these because that guy is a nuisance. <laughs> oh, we're going yeah. So I don't, I don't know, guys, but yeah, I just, I, I don't really like. And also, to the the snake camera situation, didn't love that either because it's yeah. so CG and and has like this fluidity to it. I'm like, it just kind of drove me a little nuts. Like, why it couldn't? I understand that it would be more work, obviously. So it's like kind of a you know just a cost effective measure or whatever. Um, or just maybe obviously because you know it's well documented that Steven Spielberg had just such a horrible time with the shark animatronic and all that. So like given you know an opportunity to have the you know a similar kind of vibe where it's like hiding from this thing that's chasing you in a you know that type of way bcg was probably a welcomed you know uh like ability you know welcome technology to be able to leverage instead of making them like a big mechanical almost like tentacle thing but i just yeah all of that stuff doesn't really work for me i wish it was more and the aliens too i wish they were just scarier and bigger and it were more like brutalist like almost like a harkonnen looking uh aesthetic to their ships instead of having this kind of like um yeah i don't know this just like big rounded flowy uh octopus kind of you know everything looks like really washed out in the effects of this movie and not like almost like out of focus and it's not terrible but as far as yeah conceptually and and putting it all together and and the reveal of the aliens doesn't do a lot for me and let alone that whole kind of scene with tim robbins in the in the basement is obviously the movie slows down and it and it takes its time a bit there but it also kind of i think doesn't work doesn't work super well for me at that point it picks picks up again a, a little bit but uh the amount of time that they spend in that basement uh had me questioning it a, a bit and i haven't read the book so i i don't know well, um, plus you're not you're you're not I, you can't tell me that that thing doesn't have like heat vision like it can see thermal right like or that it would even they, give a shit about three people in a fucking basement yeah like, why is it and they send why they send four aliens in there to check it out to you <laughs> a bunch of aliens out of the ship to check and out then it comes what? back a second time too um and then i guess this is just where they're really <laughs> spreading their their uh bloody seed uh but this Which, is the this is the other yeah. part of that reminded me of jurassic park as well where it's essentially the same thing as the scene in the kitchen with the raptors uh, where everything the movie slows down they're all kind of yeah. trying to recoup yeah. and then like this these kind of stealthy things kind of come in and they gotta hide in the kitchen sure. and it was just like oh this is like the same same beat as that except yeah like a uh worse <laughs> I it I agree. Just there's some there's some worse. sort of disconnect with it, and then the whole back and forth with Tim Robbins was just kind of like, yeah, a man slowly losing his mind. But I feel like he needed a little something more attached to his character that wasn't doing it for me. It, it seemed like he need yeah. there, there's a little more attri- attribution to he was an, an EMT and was losing his mind and, and kind of almost seemed like doomsday uh, prepper a bit or something. But I I don't know. 
Um, no, no, that's a totally fair thing to say. Cause yeah, like, especially if he is a first responder, like why is he losing his mind so quickly? Cause I mean, theoretically, like this is this whole situation, like we're probably at like day four or five of this, right? Oh man. Yeah. The timeline in this movie seems very hard for me. It's tough. I, I've seen this movie. A bunch they, and yeah. I they spend a half, on the time. They spend one night at the uh, mom's house. The ex's mom's house. The mom's yeah. house, and then they spend and is it the next night at Tim Robbins? Is our whole day? And then they see that's a, what because that's where I'm like he so, sleeps on the car ride, I guess as well. And he they, yeah, they that's that whole thing happens that, right because from the mom's house they go on that road trip to the hudson river ferry mm -hmm. and then yeah, that goes from day to night because you're right the son who let's we got to talk about how much he sucks <laughs> now he's like just such a drag every single time he's ever on screen this, and it's like like yeah go go get yourself killed please get out of this movie <laughs> no let's talk about it because like that i mean that's that the way the scene this scene kind of slows down and a lot of the stuff that has to do with him kind of just is confusing and it's and it's interesting to see everybody else in the movie react to how I'm reacting to him too, where he's like begging the military to like take me with you. I want to fight. And they're all looking at him like, "What the fuck is your problem, man? Get out of the way! You're gonna get run over." And and and, yeah. and Tom Cruise is just like, "Yeah, what's your problem?" And Dakota Fanning's like, "Why are you leaving me? You need to take care of me." He's like, "Fuck you guys!" And then yeah. he and then he when he's running over that hill. It was I like started laughing this this time scene. I've seen this movie a fair amount of times and I was just like laughing at this point because he's like he he he's he asked him he's like like why are you doing this? <laughs> like he's got no weapon. He's got no you're just gonna run straight in there. There's a lot of I'm people like running too. What is the deal with that scene? There's a lot of people running towards the fire and all the fighting and then there's a lot of people running away there's just a lot of chaos but i don't know why there's so many people were like yeah it's fine and there's all this like shooting and firing everyone there's all these people walking towards it and i'm like why are we all headed this direction it looks like it's like supposed to be some like rural area where maybe it's like just a like a community town, of like right? farmers but then uh -huh. there's like hundreds of people <laughs> That are like running away. They're Escape all like gathered at this point spot. It's like, did the aliens land like right in the center of town? <laughs> and that was just over that hill or something. That's where uh, they set yeah. up set up shop. Yeah, it's that's, there's that's a there's a there's a chaos to this movie that is effective, and I think and that I think Spielberg does well. Where he, yeah, that build up is is well done, and then when it actually the curiosity about what's in the ground, and then when it does take effect, that reaction i i think is something that uh everyone running and 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 all of that is good and him looking in the mirror at the dust and is is great um is it and sets it apart from from some other movies but oh yeah we were, we were talking about robbie for a second yeah, he, yeah his, his uh, motivation he yeah so. i mean just to close <laughs> it on him i mean his just his motivation and just to fight and everything just kind of is confusing and weird and then him coming back at the end is supposed to feel good then you're just kind of like ah oh, why i don't know <laughs> can, can <laughs> i just pause this too is like in my mind the movie is trying to do this is that the son stereotypically is the result of of tom cruise the father right and so in tom cruise confronting his son about what it means to be a good family member and to be part of a family 
you know, he is confronting him as they're mm-hmm. like sh- embracing on the hill or whatever about like, you can't go just do what you want because you have to, people that you have to take care of, which is self-reflective of him because that is, I would argue poorly been set up with him or maybe not poorly, but it's just so ham fisted about yeah. how bad of a father he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you don't necessarily know like why, it's just such a general like because he's a guy like i i don't know you know what your problem is father is i got a few women who'd like to tell you because you're a drinker no it doesn't seem like it because you just you're kind of a sexaholic i i don't know we don't see that it's not like he's trying to you know fucks a bunch in this movie and like so what is he a bad father yeah, it's just kind of oh, like some, they don't like him and he's kind of just. It's abs- a presence thing, I think, is what he at Robbie actually says. He's like, at that scene, I think he actually specifically says, he's like, he's like, you want to basically take us uh, to mom so that you can pawn us off on uh-huh. her. Yeah, and then you sure. can only worry about yourself, about yourself, which is exactly yeah. how you want it. That's like, to me, how, what, like, Robbie, that's why he was like a bad dad. That was the whole right between them two but they don't you're right they don't like there was no pre work on that at all it was just like hey by the way they're divorced he's supposed to be a bad dad to eowyn how could you (laughs) (laughs) i mean theoden is pissed i I know i do know what you mean though where it isn't even with the tim robbins thing there's no specific attribute and that that's kind of and maybe Maybe there doesn't need to be. Maybe that's makes it too stereotypical of of a and a generic sort of character trait or something. But it's like it doesn't seem like there's a distraction besides just being like lazy and not attentive and maybe absent and not fully, you know, fully catering to their needs. You know, having their their bedroom still still the same and stuff like that. And the engine in the kitchen and a pinball machine in the closet. Yeah, you got a pinball machine in the closet. I mean. I mean, come on, he's living his best life. Come on. All the condiments you need. So I prefaced this yesterday uh, to you guys so you can think about it. So uh, speaking of his apartment and that and the relationship and all that is. So he really has a hard time with hummus in this. And I wanted to ask you guys on Mike is what is the hummus of our of today? If, If this movie were to have been made today, instead of hummus, what would it be? I think you still have to clarify this question more a little bit for me because I've been okay, thinking so, about it. Okay, so okay, so this. It, so let me just. I'll just say this. Is told that she needs to order food for the family. And I know you. Okay. Specifically orders hummus, or was it just because it's just that hummus is all that was left over? There was probably stuff no. Left. So the problem that Tom Cruise has with it is he even says that it's not even to him. Not it's even not food. real, real yeah. food. Okay, gotcha. So he looks at it as like a, like it's it's kind of the way that somebody who doesn't eat health food would react to something being like you're eating grass. Like, you know, kind of that energy about it. Like, I don't understand why you would eat a piece made of garbanzo beans when you should have ordered burgers and fries. Like, what are you doing eating this weirdo food, you know, hummus, a weirdo food. Like, (laughs) because <laughs> even at the time like, was hummus this at that like in in reference to your question like is 
Is hummus even that at this time? Especially <laughs> is in it, New is York it telling, City. Is it saying in now? New, yeah, in New York City, like he hasn't he hasn't been around hummus before. Like there's no Mediterranean places. Or, yeah, any Israelis, any Lebanese, like any Middle Eastern people, like in his entire existence that have been. I, I know mean, what you sure. mean. Though, where like this is a this is a trope you're talking about in movies it where where is, somebody yeah. is like, and it happened with sushi, and it ha- and you know I. Yeah, like right, as well we're like oh raw fish oh no and 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 people reacting like in movies in the 80s and, and shit like that so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just not sure if that trope of a joke works as well now um besides besides highlighting a, a a fault in that person that's eating mm-hmm. it or something or like yeah that like kind of how you said like it's some sort of hipster weird you know health yeah. thing that they're like a char- like another character that's not used to like um a, like a m- impossible burger like oh i want real meat like that ca- sort of character distinction of that's what of i was going to say highlighting that in in, in a tropey yeah. sort of yeah. way like what is that's this shit one. give me real meat you know that sort of thing 100% yeah, yeah. no the impossible that- meat would be good it's just the, the i would just pause i mean i don't mean the yuck or yum here but like impossible meat can be a burger right like if anything, you could trick somebody into eating an impossible burger from face value because right. it looks the same. And then you have that Chris Farley like clearly scene from like SNL you know, where it's like else. Oh, that'd be great, especially if you're like, oh, this is good. Like, excuse me, sir. Did you know that you are actually eating impossible burger? And, what? what? You <laughs> son of you a son bitch. Of a bitch. <laughs> actually, then so it'd probably have to be like a black bean patty or something then. It was like, yeah, you know, like, right. like something mm-hmm. like that, you know. Where it's like yeah. very obvious that it's not tempeh. It's tempeh. Yeah, you know? there you go. Um, what is this? It's a tempeh cheeseburger. Carnitas. Oh, yeah, jackfruit! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> jackfruit hey, it's all good. All good to me. I just uh, yeah. Thanks that, for entertaining me. Yeah, that that shit just, doesn't hold up, it, and it's like it you know he's he's the per, he's the guy who did the chilled monkey brain scene. You know, so it's like he's he's this is not his first rodeo of of doing. Oh, are we like, talking BG three? Uh. It, uh <laughs> IJ2 IG TOD but you know that's that was something that he used in that movie to show you know just it's, yeah, it's very, cultural insensitivity yeah exactly sure. yeah and, and I like, think that's and that's exactly the, the reason why it's not being used <laughs> you yeah. know is how that yeah, stuff like that sure. doesn't hold up anymore either yeah absolutely it, it is funny to think about the point you made james of like is hummus even weird at that point in i know time? <laughs> you know right because it because it, it now from where we're sitting in this at you know in 2023 it just seemed so it stood out so much to me where somebody is like really can't understand hummus uh-huh. like it's such a foreign concept to him of like what yeah, People and it could be it, maybe it could be a thing like, where it's like they're yeah t- talking yeah, about how good. weird how weird they he is, you know? <laughs> rather than how weird hummus is, is it could be more like yes, how weird he is and how ignorant he is to the yeah, world around him totally. and how it makes sense why nobody wants to be with him. Uh, but he's just uh, loves his car. He fucking loves his car. It's a great car. He's got his engine. Maybe he's just spent his all time, all of his time in the in that car. Uh, and playing yeah. and playing pinball and and wanting to to just live life how he wants to live it his frustration as tom cruise and being like kind of failing is kind of funny where he's tom cruise is such a winner yeah and he's just kind of like <laughs> fucking up you know and the whole when it like culminates in that peanut butter sandwich thing and he just throws yeah, it out I, the window and it just that oh reflection of the peanut butter sandwich with his 
like kind of tearful face was like worked really well i don't know that some of that and i remember in the theaters too like people just kind of chuckling at, at that and it's, there's just something that is probably speaking from experience as Steven Spielberg as probably it seems like a dad and also his issues with his own father as well pro- probably coming coming through a bit there uh mm. you know very like themes that a lot of themes that have been in his movies like in the familial sense and everything but um you know that there's there's some highlights of this movie i mean like there's the train thing that where the fucking train on fire going by that that was like quite the effect um they're them rolling in with the car and everyone taking over the car and and the gun and crazy well even before that the plane crash like oh the plane crash yeah yeah that plane crash was pretty pretty intense it was still very trippy to me again from the whole time perspective because like right so that was like right after the peanut butter uh you know that you just that plane should have been down already is well well i mean i i I have a lot of issues with it's like oh, from when they could hear yeah, let's let's do from it when let's they could hear it. the plane falling and all of those mm-hmm. uh symptoms Earth. of a plane crashing mm-hmm. are going on outside it still just seemed like nah i'm like this seems like the longest crash ever right like oh <laughs> uh, fair i'm yeah, just listening I mean, to plane sounds like go i'm like how long and how like from how i feel like i thought about that like, this time too it, it would be it so quick further away. Like it should have been a louder sound further away coming into like directly. Overhead. Right. It was it just like, like there was some sudden very loud and like shaking. Uh huh. Like, yeah. Like, is this plane just hovering over? The- yeah. <laughs> right. It wouldn't be <laughs> shaking the building. Time. It would be like, yeah. boom, where it, yeah. it, it building hit. <laughs> right. So that whole part, I'm just like, I don't know. It almost sounded <laughs> like a, of course, beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big slide yeah, whistle. Slide whistle. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they appeared to sleep, spend the night because it was nighttime. They go down to the basement, and, and then they hide in the where all the pipes happen. and shit. Wait, what's that? Oh yeah, they're sleeping, and then that happens, and then you got to go where all the pipes are for the rest of the night. Yeah, and then just sleep though. To Mike's point, is really yeah, because then they go back to sleep. They just got to back and then he, sleep in there, I guess. And then he just, wakes up and he goes outside and he's like, "Oh, everything's fucked." Yeah. All right, good night. Tonight, don't forget to set your alarm. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah, I mean, if the, the plane should have been craft. like no power, like no power to anything, the plane should have been done. So, like, right with everything else, unless it was just like gliding around yeah. for for a bit or something. But, but it 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 that scene when they're leaving is like, and obviously, amazing. besides the being able to like just. uh you know, drive away and be like, oh, there's a perfect path for my car to like leave this area, which is great. Um, actually, fun it's side story. The only I got working to... car in on the planet because they fixed the solenoids or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Mister the Manny, the mechanic. The yeah, you know, That's the most New you. York guy in the movie. Yeah, but but a fun side note is uh, I got a uh, Universal was yeah. touring that set. Yeah, uh, they still, they still do. This, me and James have done that together. Oh, they do it. Okay, they still cool. do. Yeah, to, yeah. to my knowledge, uh-huh. last time I was there, it's still going. Yeah, because it's an amazing set, and I see why they're like, we fucking ripped apart an actual 747, like a dis, not in use and service anymore. It was getting decommissioned, decommissioned, yeah, yeah, and then brought it over and and tore it apart. And you drive through it in your in best ride there, the tram ride. You do the tour of the set, like the behind the scenes and everything. And awesome, you drive through it, and uh, it shows the scene as you're driving through. Yeah, it's weirdly smaller than. 
but that's just like movie magic shit. It is, you know yeah. Because I mean? uh-huh. like, you have the zoomed yeah. out perspective, but like when, when you actually also have CG f- yeah. fill in so much of the background of like yeah. dad perspective of like the neighborhood and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, still fucking so cool. I yeah. think I read it was like it was cheaper to do it that way than to have built uh, an airplane like replica or whatever right yeah just to have one so it was a money saving (laughs) thing to just have it decommission on the lot instead of wherever planes go to get decommissioned yeah and i'm sure it'd be more expensive to move it as well rather than just make it a part of (laughs) the right absolutely Um, exactly yeah just leave me yeah just (laughs) cool (laughs) all right done that's it man i love that That, yeah really so fun fucking turn lemons into lemonade in every (laughs) which way i feel Uh, like it's that's like a lot of my gripe with this movie i think is really it's like everything is really shot well and like a lot of it is just like filler scenes to get to the this the spielberg bread and butter where it's like really pretty visual shots really set up well right like like it gets you get you get a lot of those like just pretty frequent in the film so and, and that's why I think I really like it is because it's like his bread and butter and he visually makes things look so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like it really brings you there, which is cool. But then if you actually start paying attention to the movie is when there's like a little bit of a. Oh, yeah. It hole, really starts some to holes fall apart. And, yeah, yeah, we get the problems with Ravi and yeah. He, he, build, he builds the tension so well. And, and the disaster thing is not something that appeals to me anymore. The Roland Emmerich stuff, you know, yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't know. It's, it's not really my thing. And this is a version that uh, that puts it together in an, in an entertaining overall sort of way. And yeah, I think for me, it would, it would be some of those character moments don't fully hit and don't fully flesh themselves out enough. Um, yeah. And some of, yeah, some of the designs can be a little wonky and stuff, but yeah, there's some cool camera work that um, shot when they're driving down the oh, freeway cool. where it's going. Yeah in like 360 around the van the whole time as they're driving oh, yeah. and like in the car out, out of the car and stuff. And very cool. Uh, there's, and there's a lot of the dialogue working with within all that. And then, then it zooms back out. Um, and even and just watching all the extras point at the car, like, Hey, how'd they get a car on? And like yeah. it, it's all yeah. that stuff is just tuned, tuned in really, really well. Um, yeah. And or even that intro, we didn't talk about it much, but the very, very beginning of the movie, the book just being on the yard, right? Like in the yard and, him you know taking oh, yeah. the shipping containers off and that mm-hmm. was really that's really it's to see that at scale and from that perspective it was really cool to see someone up there like in that window operating the big crane and mm-hmm. it worked like as a really, way to like establish the city in like a, a yeah. big shop but also yeah. be like hey we're gonna go in here and this is where yeah. he's at and yep. uh doing the yeah that that job seems like a cool character trait and his his boss being like you're the best you gotta stay there yeah. he's like oh, I'm, I'm busy and it's like oh it seems like he's making time for his kids that's good but uh yeah he's got the new york camp and then his robbie's got the boston cap it's such a little shithead some some humor right there he's <laughs> 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 like and then robbie like calls him out and then then like right before he throws it back he's like that's why you're such a little asshole when you come over here or something <laughs> <laughs> and he just breaks the window like i don't know there's some the, the tension there's and Dakota Dakota Fanning we haven't really talked about her and how great she is as a child actor actress like she she's deser- you know what let's so change great. that because she deserves she's probably my favorite thing in this movie she yeah absolutely amazing. every I, scene with her yeah. is 
pretty much the best. I she think, handles it. So, and then like when yeah. she's like, you're, you're not, you're not going to get through to him that way, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Is, Wise bond, bond her years. Delivers those lines really well. Even when she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Like there was a pause there and she took it in. Like she didn't brush anything and, and very thoughtful actor. Like I, I, I was yeah. impressed again, watching it this time. Yeah, I agree. I like, yeah, I, sh- I mean, also too i i noticed this time around how much her anxiety her screaming adds to the tension well it doesn't um Mm -hmm. it'll it it continues to just really uh keep momentum going and like fear and um the anxiety that it's uh trying to elicit like it keeps it talking specifically that freeway scene or throughout the just in general i mean god she she really like her being afraid is you know, mm-hmm. happens all throughout the movie. And I think it adds yeah, and, and doesn't, you know, I, cause I, cause I read some of the reviews and, and some, and a lot of people find her annoying, but I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I can see that being the case, but I just, I think that is to her credit that exactly. she is, yeah. you know, um, she is a frustrating character, but it's a kid in yeah. this situation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hell it's going to be very frustrating because every which way especially at her age yeah you would need to like they're always wanting things to get explained to them they're always questioning why are we doing things you know all of that stuff and yeah it's super frustrating but yeah again i think that it is weird to have a gripe about like you know god she's so fucking annoying it's like yeah she hits that especially when you got robbie right there yeah (laughs) Yeah, she hits that stride pretty early on in the movie too because in that freeway scene i think they do they transition it pretty well into going from the shock and awe of seeing what tom saw right Uh, and then going in the car and being like dakota's freaking the fuck out because she definitely saw some shit right Mm-hmm. And like the, you know, the music's intense. They're going somewhat fast on the freeway. Right. And Robbie's like calmly asking, but then there's that Dakota in the back where she's like, take me to mom, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> like, freaking the fuck out. So yeah, I agree. I Pretty good. Yeah. Job establishing that like dichotomy. She just really kind of fizzles out after this. Right. Is the, or is there other, mo- another in movie her career? Kind of like oh. it, it ends her for a little bit. Um, this, this is definitely the the big one in in my mind as as far as like uh some other some other big stuff it's been a lot of uh her her sister i, I feel like lately but yeah um mm-hmm. i am sam was 2001 war of the world okay. 2005 man on fire was 2004 that's what i was gonna say yeah, that, was, that was right before this and then secret yeah, life that's of, a big one for her secret life of bees 2008 never saw that um that's the jerry seinfeld one right no that's the <laughs> oh that's the sequel the <laughs> uh i'm actually not not sure either um okay. but it's not the b movie <laughs> damn <laughs> it's a based on a, a novel in 1964 a teenage girl in search of the truth about her mother runs away to a small town in south carolina and finds a family of independent women who can connect her to her past is the <laughs> imdb description <laughs> Dakota so Fanning, Jennifer Hudson, Queen Latifah. Um, and what are some other things? Uh, Twilight Saga, Eclipse, and New Moon. Yes, that I'm she was the voice of Cor- voice of Coraline. Oh. Um, uh, which is a fantastic movie, 2009. Uh yeah, there's uh, she's there's there's movies here, but um I, I think this the Please Stand By movie, I know that one's big. 
Ocean's Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, she was at the ranch, if you remember her from yeah, there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I do remember that. Like in the room, like preceding Bruce, seeing Bruce Stern or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weird, She's like the, scary, the weird scene. Person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, still doing it, bringing people's careers back for, you know, for moments, for, for bright moments. Um, and then, yeah, I'd like to, at least before we move on to reviews and everything, just mention like those bookends with Morgan Freeman. Cause I feel like this was at the, at a time too, where it was before that was like a, almost a joke. Anytime you hear it now, it's like a parody because no one would actually like, he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> He's getting old, of course. Yeah, right, too, but yeah. but yeah. like, uh, if you were to do it now, it's almost like as a joke because it was just Absolutely. done so much, uh, yeah. with like March of the Penguins. I'm not sure what year that, but, uh, yeah. this too, mm-hmm. I think was when that was still uh a, a a a thing that was like oh we can transition into voiceovers and, and make it uh very epic off off the bat which was interesting watching the trailer was a different narrator doing the exact same thing to footage that was not even in the movie so that was just a very early teaser <laughs> teaser in my mind where they didn't have everything fleshed out um yeah. but even you know as far as not everything fleshed out goes you are you guys satisfied with the bookends of this movie with how they not only introduce it, but how they wrap it up with, uh, I am not okay. wildly unsatisfied. Okay. <laughs> I think it's very stupid. I, I, uh, I thought yeah, I had misremembered how, how quickly yeah. rapid it up. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. It's fucking quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just, it's so weird too the, the way it's plotted that Tom Cruise blowing up one of them seems to like weirdly coincide with all of them. Not, working again because it's just the way that it's like one happens after the other so quickly but they really have nothing to do with each other it's just these aliens are morons by and large yeah like because there's it's not like they were in a rush to invade us they apparently set up stuff uh, you know before humans were even really humans and then decided on this day and they couldn't plan out that I just, I, it's so. They don't stupid. have a microscope. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm. So, it's so dumb. They, uh, yeah, I. I the end of this it, movie. It's, it's a hundred percent contradictory because in the prologue, you know, he says like specifically states it's like you know while we were pursuing mundane like human whatever the fuck right they've been they've yeah. been watching and uh-huh. studying right and it's studying. like how it's like... how how much studying <laughs> have they been doing. <laughs> If they were they not ready see, for the test. <laughs> yeah, they haven't seen like a hospital. No, they, they haven't seen all the, the humans notes. dying of like, you know, disease and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, all of it. Like the it's just so funny how quickly how quickly you think about it just in a nanosecond, you're like, oh, this is very stupid. And they didn't come up with a solve for this. Almost like happening level, you know, like in a Shyamalan yeah. sort of way, and like sort of <laughs> level yeah. twist that just doesn't really yeah and it, i feel like they didn't want to spend too much time explaining it because then it would have yeah fallen apart even more or just not really been as satisfying as as you wanted it and having those bookends just seemed like a, a cheat and i guess the timing of it all is like yeah it took what four four three to five days for them for all the water and oxygen and all the shit to affect them enough to just be like oh wait this isn't this isn't gonna work um but i guess we'll never know because we just get the morgan freeman uh from the moment they started drinking our water and breathing our air 
Yeah. And they right. were done. I, I'm so curious, though, because it's like, it's weird to me that, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. I feel... I feel like to as a viewer of the movie, and I'm trying to think more along the audience side of where like they're you know a little bit disagreeing. Of yeah, like, don't like know, yeah. and that must, why this must be a big part of it is ascending. Yeah, right. Yeah, it has to be it right because be. I feel like if you're gonna humans don't like generally just being a human being. We don't like the idea of like being taken over and exterminated, right? So if you're gonna put us through that stress emotionally, then. I feel like when you wrap it all up that way, where it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so cheated. unsatisfying. Like, you feel You're cheated. like, oh, we didn't. Need- and it's like, we could have done different. Like, I feel like, why isn't the government are doing, like, why can't we say, oh, let's all shelter in place or do something because, you know, we can be smarter about instead of like going and trying to fight. Like, every scene that the government was involved in, the military was involved in, was like them fighting you know the the aliens which i'm like I, it's a normal response i guess but once you feel it, find out all the technology and you can't penetrate i feel like you gotta there's alternate methods it, that you would go about and it happens in such a short amount of time that just there's yeah as far as con- of of anything of consequence within that time on either side doesn't really nothing really happens there's nothing we could have done differently that would have changed yeah. the outcome and same goes for them besides just studying up a little bit more and it's just funny to think like okay let's get our attack on yeah this is going great okay wait and then you're just like dying it's just like kind of funny and then just like i don't because it's thinking of just like launching a big attack and then just like falling over and dying like in the middle of everything is almost like humorous and weird (laughs) yeah well because the whole time i'm like i remember it's like it was so hard for us to fight them that i'm like what are these scenes of us fighting them accomplishing like what is stopping or how if we're setting up a line of tanks right where robbie is doing his whole ego i'm gonna save the world and run towards the danger mm-hmm. right like what is stopping the alien advance is it are the tanks actually affected are we just throwing everything we have at them and they're just like oh, okay our resources are being built up from just trying to like attack. You wanted you that, know, like, like the B movie sort of like the army army versus the alien sort of uh, imagery. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure is a big big thing that he he wanted to instill in all of it. But there was no. They made it clear, I guess, the communication between countries. Or I, it was really just boots on the ground, like what was going on in Tom Cruise's world and the way that exactly. divvied yeah. out information yeah, yeah. was just through his eyes. And so taking advantage, it's almost taking advantage of the audience a little bit that way, where it's just like, oh, you're just going to see them fighting in the background and a lot of background stuff. But that's never going to be fully explained because Tom Cruise is too busy taking care of, you know, just surviving and and, and living. Right. And uh, none of that stuff really needs to be explained. And it almost just comes across as just experiencing a really fucked up event and then just having to be like, fuck, man, OK, I guess, I guess well, that happened. And yeah, now yeah. it's over and I didn't have anything to do with it ending. But I guess I just had to fucking deal with that. And yeah, it's uh, it rings a little hollow, but, you know, it is. I don't know. I it's, It just reminds me again of like nine, the 9-11 sort of mindset of just kind of like dealing with a very traumatic fuck, fucking event and having to bind together at the end and realizing, mm. you know, you have your, you know, your, your family and everything there. And even seeing like all the American flags, you know, like lining up to, to emphasize the wind as well. You know, that's another, yeah. Again, like it's, it's these, these interesting uh, fun ways and practical ways to uh, highlight effects. Um, they almost had JJ Abrams write this movie. 
but he was busy making Lost. I think was yeah, it was one little tidbit. Oh, um, I saw. There's probably you know what that would have had, which in this movie, then if he would have done that, is what would the MacGuffin be? There has to be something. We need to get an to object to a person in order to, you know, be yeah. able to t- uh, overtake the aliens or there whatever. There could be a good version of that. There could be a really, really different There's version of that, too. There's got to be a so lot I, of I better version. I'm not sure. Because, yeah, this, the, this movie. You can't pull off this kind of narration of, like, and that's how the cookie crumbles. It's like, eh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> that's know the that. way it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do a little sure. IMDb trivia now when I'm thinking of it. When aliens yeah. are investigating the junk in the basement, one of them plays with a bicycle wheel. This is a reference to the original book. The main character observes that with all the advanced technology the aliens possess, they do not use any wheels and wonders if the alien life form had skipped the invention of the wheel. Uh, cool. One scene shows Ray running out of the house to find Robbie while dozens of people are right outside his house uh, photographing the lightning storm. To film the scene, producers hired people on the street to come to the street at the time of shooting with the camera and film so they could get pictures of Tom Cruise for free. Uh, While filming nearby, Tom Cruise, along with 20-member entourage, including Spielberg, visited a Lexington, Virginia Dairy Queen. Cruise saw a jar on the counter with a photo of Ashley Flint and her story. Flint had been in a go-kart accident a few months earlier, earlier, leaving her family with a mountain mountain of hospital bills Cruz put $5,000 cash into the jar. <laughs> you just had $5,000 cash on. Um, I'll just, everything changed. in my wallet. Oh, just $5,000. What a guy. Um, yeah, 5000 During the filming of the underwater scenes, director Spielberg played a pl- prank on Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning by playing the dramatic music from Jaws through the massive underwater speakers on the soundstage. That's fun. What a fun thing. Playing pranks. Um, God, what a what a movie that is. Uh, to remind everybody, it is a 75% by the critics, a 42% by the audience. I'm going to go through some reviews. You guys want to take a break or anything? Are we good to go? I'm okay. Okay, yeah. Cool. All right, so we'll go through some positive reviews from the critics. Kenneth Turan from LA Times gave it a 100. Uh, they say, working in the spirit of his predecessors, but with the kind of uncanny special effects they could barely dream of, Spielberg has come up with an impressive production that is disturbing in the way only provocative science fiction can be. Um, From Hollywood reporter Kirk Honeycutt gave it an 80. Might be too realistic for its own good. The film takes perhaps a little too much glee in its abilities to manufacture mayhem. That being said, the ride is extraordinary. Uh, Let's do Mm. the New York Times, a 70. Dana Stevens Acting is not really the point of this movie, which seems to arise above all from Mr. Spielberg's desire to reaffirm that he is, along with everything else, a master of pure action filmmaking. Hmm. And uh, well, I'm glad they admit that the acting's not strong in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Let's check out some audience uh, opinions um, from the negative side of 42% from them. This is uh, going to be good. Let's see. From A. Kelly, a one star out of five, titled Just No. Tom Cruise does his usual great job, but the script is awful, and the ending is such an insult to our intelligence that it reads like we've been flipped the bird. Watch Edge of Tomorrow if you want to see Tom in a movie with a solid script. Other reviewers have discussed all the irritants in this movie, including the kids. I haven't seen anyone specifically mention the ending. This will constitute a spoiler, if you care. The last scene is of the most ridiculous family reunion. 
Everybody else on the planet is either dead or struggling to survive, covered with filth, <laughs> their homes destroyed. But hey, look, the townhouse door opens and there's the whole family, all dressed nicely, including grandma and her prim little outfit and the teenage boy who could not have survived. No, all he was up. he was not dressed nicely. He all was still. Of, yeah, he was still ripped up even more so. All of them looking like they haven't been through anything more strenuous than card games around the table. Made me wonder if this was supposed to represent <laughs> that none of them survived and that was the afterlife. That's Whoa! the only way it can be rationalized. But that's too subtle an explanation when everything else took place was ham-handed nonsense. I guess if you just want to watch Tom Cruise run through hollering, then knock yourself out. Though there are better movies for that. Really, as I write this, my, my advice is that you save yourself. I feel like my brain is a little damaged by this movie. Ooh. <laughs> brain damage. Yeah, brain damage. Uh, <laughs> from Bill, from one star, titled Tom Cruise in the most unlikable role in his or anybody else's career. <sighs> the most unlikable Me. role ever. I actually, I, I kind of side with that a little bit. I sympathize. I get it. Not like a, a someone who's playing a serial killer or something. It's more unlikable. You're than right. <laughs> yes, I get in comparison. No, I yeah. It just it's he's so like, I don't uh, know, he, he, yeah, toned up. I don't know. He just oh, he's he's a stinker. Uh, Bill says. I actually moved the film to the end after watching just 30 minutes. Why anybody would make a divorced man such as show such a little caring for his kids as the hero of the film is beyond me. So far, there special effects interesting. are interesting, but I'll likely turn it off before it ends because I'm already hoping the hero will die soon. Well, and you're already at the end of the movie because you skipped it, right? Isn't that what he said at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> he watched 30 minutes and then went right to the end. I mean... Yeah. Might as well finish it at that point. <laughs> um, the movie, the movie's only thirty-five minutes long. I mean, <laughs> just do it. I'm trying to watch it in reverse and see if it's any better. Nope. nope. I'll report back. None of the characters are making any sense or speaking English. But the world's a better place at the end. That's nice. That's uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, from Leon M. Chandras, one star out of five, titled "Nothing Like the Book." First off, this movie has absolutely nothing in common with the book with the exception of the alien invasion. So if you're looking for a good film adaptation of a novel, this is not the film for you. Second, <laughs> I would argue that this film, although dark, is far happier than the novel because most of the major characters live and some aren't affected at all. As yeah. for the film itself, it's terrible. As a film, it doesn't make much sense. The acting is atrocious and some of the scenes are pretty gruesome. Also, each of the characters are given names in the film, which wasn't the case in the book. Oh, this guy did not want any names in this movie. Names. Oh, God. About the case. The case the DVD came in was your typical case. The colors were sharp and vibrant, but there was a small chip in the corner, so it either wasn't shipped well or made well. Hard to tell which. Ooh, he's just upset <laughs> about everything. <laughs> he's going to production line issues, man. <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of people complaining about the Blu-ray quality and in, in, uh, on old Amazon reviews. It's kind of funny. Um, let's see if there's maybe is one Blu-ray. You see how shitty the CGI is. Is that yeah? It's kind of it's like kind of blurry. I, I like maybe that's it. Yeah, that's not good. Doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, it's. I think we're pretty much set. Um, I would like to move on now to some uh, opinions of our own. 
Uh, Blarge, you are welcome to kick us off if you want to go first. Yeah, um, I think as we like kind of discussed it more because I was leaning. I've seen this movie like a lot. Me too. Like I've I've seen this movie quite a bit. I almost, I was telling mm. Brandon I was like I don't think I'm gonna rewatch it just because I could probably like shot for shot recite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had this on DVD. I, I watched it a lot too. I did rewatch it, and it had been a while since I had seen it, so it was kind of good to see it, and it it mm-hmm. got me a little bit excited. Like I was kind of at first very like that the first thirty minutes I was like kind of on board, but as you get through the movie, you start just finding a lot of these like plot holes mm. um which kind of then takes its toll on the acting right because i'm sure some of the actors may have even like had trouble connecting with some characters they're like why am i doing this where am i yeah Who am i yeah. right which may have translated into the audience's like unease especially when it comes to like robbie probably because i did think maybe the audience was not a fan of him as much um also included because yeah he's exactly the only positive side or like the only happy moment with him is at the very end. Every other moment is like he's pissed and, yeah. and antagonistic towards. I I did enjoy that moment that he has with Dakota Fanning where he's helping her get to her safe space. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good character moment, but yeah, those you are so glimpses. few and far between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see glimpses. So I think, yeah, I think I did kind of mention this already that it was, it's more so about letting Steven Spielberg, like, you know, get through his paces and, and there was a lot of filler stuff that was just getting to really good shot and really good, like cinema. Right. Uh-huh. But not yeah. good script and not good like story and acting. Um, so like, yeah, visually I, I really do like the movie, but when it comes down to it in like terms of like actually liking a movie, um, I think I'm more like with the audience. So I'd probably give this one, probably a little bit better of a score, but I'd say I'm like more middle of the road at like a 53, mm-hmm. like a 53%. Like I do really enjoy well, we Spielberg. Get it. Yeah, dude. I'm a big Spielberg fan and I, anything he kind of touches, I'm like, Hey, this was movie mm-hmm. quality stuff. Uh, but yeah, they can't all be like bangers when it comes to script and that can only mm-hmm. take you so far, you know, good cinema. So yeah, yeah, right. I think it's a good enough film, but yeah, a lot of holes in there that kind of let you just fall off. So. I think a 53 yeah. is a solid. I agree. Solid that score. Is a, yeah. Yeah. Perfectly respectable score for, mm-hmm. for this movie. Brandon, do you want to go next? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, something that uh, resonated with me, Mike, and what you were just saying is that, um, you know, Steven Spielberg going through the paces. And I think this is an example of such lazy, like laziness because, you know, with in comparison to a movie that he done, uh, right. you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, there was so much attention uh, paid to. And it's also part of his style, just by and large, is uh, like Steven Spielberg likes to fill his movies with these like random characters, you know, uh, that color the film in such a like such a wonderful collage of society, you know, mm-hmm. having all of the. Yeah, it's like a stereotype to the, at this point, of yeah. these um, characters that will pop up in his movies that maybe have only like a line or two in there, but they're just, you know, very unique and uh, yeah. provide something to either the mood or to the plot. And uh, yeah, it just blows me away that this movie has zero to do with, you know, uh, another thing that resonated with me that you said earlier about the, like, what, what, what do you think the, 
mission was for the tanks going in like what was the conversation there because the way it was being presented in the movie is that they're just like well we got this <laughs> shit that blows shit up so we gotta go f- figure it out it's yeah. like, that's not how the the military works they're not just gonna be like let's go blow stuff up first and then figure out if it works like that's not how like, this shit works at all that's not and it just it, yeah it was crazy to me how this movie doesn't have any like what is, what's going on with the military or like what's going on with the government or, you know, yeah. any interior into the greater like collective trying to work through this uh, obviously global issue. It just comes off to me as being lazy because it is a far simpler way to shoot, like from a just lo- logistics standpoint to just say, no, we're going to just focus on Tom Cruise. Yeah. We're never going to go outside of Tom Cruise. We're just going to yeah. stick with him, you know, and you can pitch it as being kind of interesting, like, you know, so like uh, through somebody's eyes, so on the ground, you know, uh, perspective, right? And never really shying away from that and getting too, uh, zooming out too much and getting lost in the sauce or, get you know, getting too burdened by, you know, how inner workings of geopolitical stuff would happen. Um but yeah, I just, I think the movie suffers from it because it's just incredibly difficult for me not to be like, well, you made a movie that is near perfect. And I'm not saying that every outing has to be perfect, but there's just so much of this movie that seems so lazy to me, even though that there are like really cool set pieces. It's just, there's a lot to it though, that just seemed, that just comes off as like, he's not really that interested in what he's trying to say. And it's just, let's let Tom Cruise do whatever he wants to do and it's going to make money. And that's all that it kind of needs to be sure. It's, it's not. Yeah. At times things don't need to be totally, uh, uh, saddled up with or burdened with having, um, effectively communicating, a interesting point of view. Sometimes movies can just be fun, but, um, there's also a lot of stuff in this movie that isn't that fun. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy how much of a halt everything comes to in the basement with Tim Robbins, where I, you know, a lot of my notes was like, wow, this movie's like cranking along. And I'm really enjoying the fact that this movie is unencumbered to a degree. It's not cutting to like what's happening at the Pentagon, you know, or some shit like that, which could be cool and interesting and keep the movie cranking along. So I don't want to just say that, you know, going outside of Tom Cruise's uh, again out of his purview would be, would slow the movie down but it's just so crazy how this movie has this pace and then it just screeches to a halt and gets to a point where it's really uninteresting because you don't really know these characters and the movie's not even spending time to provide you with it like i don't know why dakota fanning would have do you i mean do you guys get a sense of like why she would have picked i had to look up this track that she was singing to herself hushabye mountain like what it oh yeah no clue like where does that come from like it was just i thought it was like a reference to the book or something i have no clue where that i know but so weird because it's like even in a moment where it should be so like let's get into what these characters stand for who they are what are their past and all that and like it's just a bunch of bullshit jargon about like they're up there we're down here let's go get them and it's just a lot of that and then it goes right into you know the kind of horror element of the snake a light thing was kind of fun yeah i thought that was fun yeah little do scoop yeah Uh, (laughs) i thought that 
<laughs> he would, right? God, he's so, he's like, just so oh, gaga like cars. for cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's just every fiber of his being <laughs> has to be somehow related to cars. Um, yeah, little do scoop. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I this movie really f- sucks for me at the latter half. Um, but I will give it credit that the beginning half of it with the sound design for the lightning, the tension that uh, uh, all the unsettling, you know, stuff with uh, before the tripod co- like is actually shown on screen. I thought was really, really good. It hooks you. Know? you. Yeah, it hooks, it hooks you. you. Mm-hmm. It hooks you. Pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Um, so I yeah, I there was a part of me that wanted to go pretty low on this because I just really, really didn't like the back half of this movie. But I mean, in talking to you guys and this happens um, more often than not, I would say is like after talking to you guys about it, you know, I come around a little bit on it, uh, just acknowledging its successes a little bit more and building those up. So I'm not going to give it like a super crazy low score, which I kind of was feeling going into this because there were parts of this movie that I did like, but I'm going to go like about a 40 I want to say 46, but there's a part of me that wants to say 42. And I think I'm going to go with the lower, honestly, I'm going to go with 42%. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think this story is something that was important to him and it was something that, yeah, it meant a lot to him to do and he wanted to do it in a certain way and he was given every license to do whatever he wanted. I just have to say, I think the original like thing is such a fascinating thing, like War of the Worlds, like the like Orson, well, the mm-hmm. when Orson Welles did the radio thing of mm-hmm. of War of the Worlds, and the people thought it was real and yeah. started freaking the fuck out, and I just always yeah, thought that cool. was. Um, and maybe I can take this time. Do you? And I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think that is possible today? Can you do a War of the Worlds type event in? today's world in any sort of medium of communication whether it be social media or something like or on the yep. internet can you d- manufacture an event that doesn't really happen you, you can i just i think the like the the leg of it the like the amount of time before on it, figure is, it out. is 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 very short mm-hmm. like I, I i think it still could be a fun and effective like uh, marketing tool because that's kind of or like a way to entertain people is what you're getting at right you sure know, to i like, figured yeah like that's a good way of looking at it i was almost thinking yeah of like when whoever put up those like monoliths all over the world and shit and people were wondering <clears> what the deal was with those yeah but that's like actually out there i'm trying to th- think like you hear about something and assume it's really happening or something like that absolutely that's- which happens a lot recently like something that comes to mind is somebody used uh uh ai generating art to oh uh, yeah sure to make it look like uh home goods was selling satanic statues in it. There you go. Yeah. Just, which is pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and, <laughs> and people just, you know, cause it looks so real. These statues inside of home goods, you know, immediately hopping online and being like, yeah, can okay. you believe that home goods is selling Satan statues? Like, man, they, the woke mobs really got into them or whatever. And mm-hmm. then people just prattle on into oblivion. About yeah. If how, anything, you know, it's almost all over the place more than ever. And yeah, anyone else mm-hmm, yeah, can absolutely. do it for yeah, a short amount of time to just uh, enrage people <laughs> or, or uh, just instill a, an idea that's uh they want to other people to have but i I just always thought that was like it's for for orson wells to be able to to do that and and the effect that it did have and i even looking at through the history of a little bit today and like someone tried it in somewhere in south america and 
it had such an effect that there were riots and like seven people died and like one of the announcers who who announced that like a couple of his family members died people Mm. freaked out so much and uh yeah just the power that that has and the effect that it can can have on on people i thought is just very fascinating um it is i agree but to move on to my review uh i i think it was worth talking about this movie for something that i'd seen a lot and then haven't seen in a while very much like uh you guys are expressing and and revisiting at this time the things that stuck out to me, yeah, were definitely the the Tim Robbins thing, and then how it comes together at the end were the glaring things that I I had thought I had misremembered and realized that's essentially how it goes. Is it's just is wrapped up with that narration, which is just you short so shortchanged to the audience and not effective at all. And if it didn't have those bookends, like this movie would be incomplete and that feels kind of icky because it's like that that should you should be able to tell the whole story without just removing this one like one little like 30 second like blurb of just just like oh and then this is how it happened okay see you later bye uh really affects you know your your mood walking out of the movie i can understand a little bit more from from the audience side like we're trying to figure out the the different different points of it all um disaster movies in general not really my thing not really my bag baby so uh that's definitely gonna like lose some points from like even from a subjective side of things like it's just not something that i'm i'm looking to watch and i haven't rewatched the, the movie in a while because of that uh yeah the beginning i love the the lead up to it uh even with like jurassic park and stuff like all of the build up to jurassic park and everything getting to the dinosaurs and or getting to when it actually reveals and everything is like a, a Spielberg trick that is always very, eff- sometimes more effective than others. But I think that he is a master of tension in this movie. It still entertains me in a lot of ways when a type of this uh, disaster uh, porn movie like this movie, like wouldn't really do in a lot of other ways. Um, but it is just depressing and 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 down like when they steal a car and then everyone's like you know he steals it and then that guy gets shot and everything they're sitting in the diner i just remember thinking like man this is just rough and then the train <laughs> on fire goes by and then the thing on the ferry and then the boat the boat gets taken over and they're just looking out from the hillside everything everybody just can mess yeah. up it's like it's effective in what it's trying to do but it's also a downer of a of a movie like you just you feel like kind of down and then the moment when you feel like you, I don't know, there's some sort of triumph isn't really earned. So uh, on the surface, I think it does effectively does what a director in a lot of ways should do, but the substance of the screenplay and where Spielberg's mind was at at that time, I think affected this in a way that that too just doesn't hold up as well as some of his other movies even namely being like Minority Report, which came out at a similar time, um, which is, yeah, is kind of sci-fi. He's in the like AI, I guess, was kind of another sci-fi movie around this time. Um, and it's just not something that I would revisit again again anytime soon. Um, I'm feeling very like lukewarm on it, uh, but I'll, I'll go... I'll go uh, 56. I'll do 56. Mm, okay. It's so like... You know, yeah. pretty like meh, but I commend the build up and the action and the ability to still remain entertaining. 
and to ride the line between tonal shifts and some of the humor, I think is like pretty, pretty well done. Um, which is, I think can be tough and cringy to do sometimes is instilling that, that humor as weird and dysfunctional as it is with the family, the, uh, overall the, yeah, I don't know. Tom Cruise is a blue collar guy, whatever, but I think he's, he's just electric on screen. I don't know. Like whatever about, (laughs) whatever about the guy he's, he's, you know, weird dude, but he's electric on screen and Dakota fanning and a good performance. Um, Eowyn. Yeah. Eowyn. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, I just want to play a quick game of magnetize. If you, if you guys want to jump into, uh, a quick game, I think there's a couple movies that we have not, uh, I've not thrown out to you yet. So, Fun. Let's get into a little a little game. If you guys haven't played or played or heard you out there haven't heard of uh, this game before, I'm going to give these guys movies that have the exact same rating from audiences and critics on Rotten Tomatoes uh, as opposed to polarized. They're magnetized. They're the same rating. Uh, they I'm they have to, to figure out what the score is for these movies that I'm going to give them. So the first one will go to our guest. Uh, we will start with another Spielberg picture. Jurassic Park, same okay, score so from audiences picking, and critics. You're picking one, one so right. pick a number and, and then whoever's really, closest. It's either a really good score or a really bad score, right? Uh, it's up it's, to you. It's just going to be the same from audience and critics. So whatever you think, okay, okay, okay. Uh, what do you think they both agreed upon score okay, is gotcha. for Jurassic Park? Uh, so Jurassic Park is going to be a 91, 93%. We're going to go 93%. 93. Okay. okay. I'm going to go 98, 98. And I'm not doing prices, right? Rules. Uh, so it is a 91. Mike, you freaked me out. Cause I'm like, oh, uh, uh, you said 91. Oh, uh, you gotta go you, with your gut. Why don't you go with your gut? But it was a 91. So you take oh the first, God. first, uh, first point here. Uh, moving on to round two. We're going to go with a movie called glass onion. A Knives Out Mystery. Is that how it's titled? Uh, Glass Onion, A Knives yeah, Out Mystery. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fuck. Yes. A, more, a more recent movie to you. And then it's more, I, I go. Yeah. It was Knives score. Out and then Glass Onion, correct? Knives Out and then Glass Onion? It's the second correct. one. It's just Glass Onion. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Knives Out, okay. Glass, or Glass Onion, and Knives I, Out Mystery. <laughs> I'm going first or Bardini is? Bardini. I am. Oh, my bad. The Rizzler. <laughs> the Rizzler. Um, <laughs> Condolina Riz, eighty one, eighty one. Yeah. Okay. See, I was gonna go way lower, but then you said eighty one. I'm gonna go with seventy four. Seventy four. It is a ninety two percent for really yeah, higher than Jurassic Park. Holy higher cow. than Jurassic Park. What kind of world one do we up, live in? One out. People love the drama. They love the drama. They love it. Okay. They love, they love it. it. Right. They love it. They love a mystery. Uh, it's more Rotten Tomato scores maybe at this time too, but I am still people. I thought people for sure it. the first one was better, but okay. Yeah, I like the first one more than the second. Same. Well, let's uh, move on to our final round. This is for for all the marbles. I have this jar Ooh, of marbles that you guys, you guys, one of you will be taking home. Uh, uh, it is a very new movie. I hope you. I've at least heard of it. Uh, it's Ari Aster's newest film. I have not seen, but let's see if we can guess it. It's magnetized. Bo is afraid. Wow. Bo is afraid. Okay. Wow. Bo is afraid uh, to, to Blarge. Okay. 
Um, Are you aware is, of this movie? Yeah, Are this you, is what's oh, yeah. his. I forget. I'm blanking Joaquin on Phoenix. the actor's Joaquin name. Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Thank you. Uh, Ari Aster is Man, the guy. He's who doing did. everything right now. Napoleon. Yeah. He's doing. Okay. Um, who's the director of this movie? Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Okay. Hereditary, right? Mm-hmm. Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, family, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why this name does not ring a bell because I have purposely <laughs> yeah. erased it from memory. <laughs> I was afraid. Um. Okay. I'm free to love it. I'm. I'm literally trembling as as I'm thinking. You got this. I was afraid. I'm gonna this. say it's a shot in the dark for both of you. Eight eighty four percent. Eighty four. Okay. I'm gonna go seventy two. Seventy two. It is a seventy. So it will wow. go to Bardo. Bartleby gets the marbles. Gets all the marbles. Here you oh, go. Oh, I've been looking for some marbles. You lost Sorry, them. Lost yes. <laughs> Seize the day. Seize uh, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys joining me for yet another journey into the polarized verse uh, where we talk about polarizing movies, where we will be doing it again next time. Uh, we're talking about a sequel. Thank you, Mikey. Thank, Thank you. you, Blargy. Kisses. Thank you. Thank kisses you, Blargy. To kisses to, give your kisses to Blargy. Um, yep. We appreciate you, man. Anytime we go and blast off into space again or underground, we'll make sure uh, we give you yeah, a call. For underground. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, for next time, it will be Bad Boys 2. Uh, from 2003 um, it is a 23% from critics it is a 78% from audience favored heavily by the audience I'll read the the movie info here on Rotten Tomatoes the drug ecstasy is flowing into Miami and the police want it stopped police detective Marcus Burnett Martin Lawrence and his partner Mike Lowry Will Smith are just the men to do it. They track the drugs to a Cuban smuggler, Johnny Tapia, who is also involved in a bloody war with Russian and Haitian mobsters. If that isn't bad enough, there is tension between the two cops because Lowry is romantically involved with Burnett's sister. Ooh, yeah. Gabrielle Union. Uh, join us, please, for an, another uh, journey to Michael Bayverse. Um, I have been, I have been James, the James, the forever guest. This has been, I'm Brandini, the Rizzler, Brandini, the Rizzler. Uh, also check us out, uh, on prod pod or other podcasts about producers. We just talked about, uh, the Max Martin, uh, Swedish producer who's created many pop hits and we've done uh, a few, quite a few, or we've done, I don't know, like five, five episodes so far. Pretty new. We just talk about music producers and their history and their effects on us and, and pop culture. Jimmy IV next, um, Ooh. reach out to us on, uh, whatever X fuck man. Uh, fucking who knows, man. Who fucking <laughs> knows, man. Polarized pod, polarize the pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a line, <laughs> um, and twitch.tv slash polarized pod. We stream live. If you catch us there, uh, and there's a YouTube channel, Polarized Pod, that throwing some uh, some stuff on there if you if you prefer to listen that way. We appreciate you all so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
because the weasel bitch. <laughs>